Hello and welcome to The Joy of Marketing. This week I'm joined by Mark Scott, the founder and CEO, that's Chief Emotions Officer of Bella and Duke. Mark is a passionate advocate of raw feeding for dogs and has built a substantial business providing raw dog food direct to the consumer, or at least direct to the customer who feeds the consumer. And I think finally, just before kicking off, I do just need to disclose that I am an angel investor in Bella and Duke and a very happy investor indeed, I must say. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) So um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So I guess just kicking off, I mean, I think Facebook has been huge for Bella and Duke, hasn't it? I guess, I mean, you've got a huge a huge and passionate community there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, ever since Google moved from the pages to the groups, and that's where you really started building communities, Facebook's been the, the leader in that, which you just don't really get on the, the Twitter or the Instas, Instagrams and the other social platforms. I mean, how, how many people have you got in your, in your group? In the group, we've got about 20,000 right. at the moment. Um, it's prob- It's incredibly active. I mean, Anyone who joins the group, just if you, if you love dogs, you'll you'll love being part of that group because your Facebook is just full of puppies, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know people just sharing off their 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 dogs and what they're eating and, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, because they're you know as they're called pet parents, you know many people are substituting dogs for kids. Yes, well, I guess I mean people are just incredibly passionate about their dogs, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And also because you've got the different breeds and, and ages and stuff like that, they like to find other people, which you can easily on social. I mean, in the past, how did you find somebody else who's got a Westie? You know, you maybe meet them in the park or something like that. Um, so if you had an issue with your dog, your breed, it wasn't as easy to find other people with the same breed to see, is, hey, is this common in the breed or is it just my dog? And what you're finding on social is um, people are – connecting with people with very much the same um, interests and in breeds and, 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 you know, no more, I guess there's no animal I know, which has got so many breeds that you can, you can do that with. So Facebook's an absolute easy place to start building a, a community. Sure. And then I guess when you advertise on Facebook, I mean, obviously when people see, you know, see all these sort of passionate comments about Bell and Duke, that's, that's going to help a lot. Oh, absolutely. You're right. Uh, Because we're in the raw and we move ourselves from being a raw dog food to a pet wellness business. Yeah. Um, So raw food is one part of it. But if you haven't got the food right, you know, the wellness is like humans. It's very difficult to get the rest of it right. Right. Um, So a lot of people are skeptical or worried about raw feeding because you think, well, is that normal? Well, there's 8.7 million species on planet Earth. How many actually eat cooked or processed food? Funny enough, which are the ones with the chronic diseases? So raw is very natural, but, you know, through clever marketing over the years, we've believed kibble. So what I find the challenge for Bella and Duke is getting people over the raw element of it. And that's where Facebook is really, really good because it's not the company saying it. Uh-huh. It's, hey, it's the people with the Westies. Yeah. It's the people with the Greyhounds. It's yeah. the people with the, you know, the, the, the Labradors all agree and saying, this is the best yeah. thing I ever did. Yeah. And I can see, I mean, in a way, you're not really selling food. You're selling better health for, for dogs, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the things, I mean, I did notice on your website, I mean, there are some things on there that you wouldn't normally expect to see. I mean, for example, you say 99% of our customers have reported an improvement in their dog's poo. Now, <laughs> that, 
don't you look? I mean, don't you? We all have a little secret. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how you grade it. <laughs> Maybe that's my next business. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the one the biggest thing, I mean, it's funny because normally in an industry you wouldn't need, uh, we call it a jobby, and we, yeah, we're going okay. that hashtag dog jobby, dog, and we do all these things, but... Um, yeah. These are the sort of things that uh, no one really talks about, but everyone has to deal with. Yeah, uh, and it's one of the biggest health indicators out there. Is is, is things like stools, and, and you get away with it on on Facebook that you couldn't get away with on and say traditional like newspapers or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, do the dog jobby test. You know, I might get away with that, but yeah. you know, it'd be very difficult. So I find it you can be a lot more real, a lot more honest. Sure, on these and it's certainly. I mean, let's face it, none of your competitors would dream of doing that. I mean, I mean, this is really marking a path where Bell and Duke is doing something different from everybody else, radically different. Yeah, I mean, we came in as a, as a pet wellness business, so we understood mm-hmm. why ingredients were put in. We understood mm-hmm. how things were put together. But more mm-hmm. importantly, it wasn't this mad Geordie who put these things together. I just was passionate about it and then found the experts to do it. Yeah. So I just had the questions and go, why are we doing it that way? Why are we doing this way? Mm-hmm. And, and question things. And again, I find places like social media, a really good place to have those discussions mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. Well, there is. I mean, I, I, I know nothing at all about dogs or biology, but it, it does kind of seem to me more natural that dogs would eat raw food because i mean obviously in the wild you don't see them you know you don't see dogs you know cooking meat over a fire do you yeah. <laughs> I, mean, they, I don't like my rare. <laughs> like well done uh, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> don't stop with the barbecue and go right jimmy can you hoi that on <laughs> nice catch <laughs> don't we? Uh, yeah uh, yeah absolutely right it's 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 because again that's what power marketing is though isn't it mm-hmm. i mean it's just that we've trained people that something that is in a bag they can sit on a shelf for five years is better. And the, the way I explain it to people, and again, on social, I can do this because once I've ca- captured your wound, I can do a video and I can do a one-on-one and do it. But if you went to your doctors and the doctor said, what do you eat? And you say, I eat fresh fruit, uh, vegetables and, and meat. And he said, stop, stop. You don't want to do that. You should be eating highly processed food. You'd get rid of your doctor. But yeah, this is what we do in the animal world, which is absolutely bonkers. So, but people are catching on, and I guess it's when you're building a tribe, which is how I see our community. It's a it's a movement. You just find like minded people, and you just get that story across, and then they go right. I'm going to help spread the word, and that is the beauty. I mean, you know, if Tesla, I don't think spent a penny on advertising, and now they're the most powerful car brand out there. Yeah, and of course, you do have a problem that your competitors have got some of the largest marketing budgets in the world, basically. So it really is, you know, a David versus Goliath sort of situation that you're that you're, that you're dealing with. But people love that. The people love the underdog, no pun intended. And, and, and by the way, before they could get away with crappy food, but they can't do that now. And that's again, you're you're giving a, you're you're getting out there and you send the message. You just make people think about what they're feeding their their their, their cats and their dogs. Uh, and you can do that in lots of ways online that you can't do in traditional newspaper, for example. It doesn't get the same message across. Uh, and I think when you're competing against uh, big brands like that on Facebook, Facebook's all about authenticity. And I think it's all about being real and trusted, uh, entertained, I think, is a big part of this. And that's what these guys have can't do. And that's why you know they're buying all these brands, because... 
they understand that it's very difficult to build a brand online unless you're authentic, unless you're passionate. And now this is the easiest business I've ever built and run, which is crazy. I mean, it's, 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 it's growing at such a rate, it's ridiculous. But it's not that I haven't had challenges, but because I love it, I don't see them in the same way as maybe if I just ran a business for profit, I would have been doing my nothing. And, and because of that, I'll do a Facebook Live on a Sunday night at five o'clock because that's the time to do it and all these things. So that, that, that's the difference. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say from, from you know, a boring investor's point of view, I mean, one of the things I like about the business is when you get a customer, you keep them and you keep them for a long time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that obviously only happens because the product is so good, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is brands out there that, you know, got big marketing budgets, but their their churn, their, their, their loss of customer is so high uh, because the product's maybe not not right or not as promised. And and his point is just building that top top figure uh, for a month just to lose 50%, 60% the following month. It's just, a, it's a, your market's ever only so big. Um, and I think to get raving fans, you can't, you have to come through with a really great product. It's really, really important. Well, I'm seeing that passion from your, from your customers. So thinking about some of the things you've done that maybe conventional marketeers wouldn't have done, you did actually live off kibble yourself. <laughs> for, was well, that for a week? <laughs> so for two months, we had considered... Oh, for two months. We had, for two months, we had considered me eating the kibble. And this was right in lockdown. We thought, actually, right. it's probably quite irresponsible of me... <laughs> CEO to start eating dog kibble. So what I did is I took the next best thing and I ate what would be equivalent in human. Right. And I did before and after photographs and, and I put like a ton of weight on. I was like, boom, boom big fatty boom, boom. Yes. And I just got really, really big and I felt this grab and I had itchy skin. I had dry skin. I was just showing people, this is what's happening to our dogs and our cats. Yeah. And again, I can't see the ones of these high profile, big brands that we won't mention. I can't <laughs> see them doing it, you know? <laughs> But then no. I wanted to show what happened when you went to natural diet for a human, which is the same as what we're doing for, for cats and dogs, and then to show it. So it just it was just a, a great way of just making it humanized because we treat cats and dogs more like humans. So the examples I find often are best to, to be done in humans so people kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think it was a great idea. And, and it's something that really, well, just said something really out there that, 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 that you know that nobody else would do, um, which I think mm. is definitely what you want to be doing in in, in marketing. Um, well, the great thing more, about it it's is it, it's so easy to do these sort of things online now. It's not like you need a high production; you can do it with a, your iPhone or whatever. You just do it. You don't need because people are watching it. Tends to be on a you know a smartphone, so you, you you're actually recording it in the how they're going to see it. So it there's there's no excuse today really and not just being more prompt and just do it and testing ideas and not being afraid to test yeah. ideas no you're absolutely right. i mean when i did my first tv advert i remember they said that the lens in the camera was twenty thousand pounds um whereas of course nowadays you could actually do um higher quality filming just on an iphone <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite incredible how all of that has changed um, my so, best no, my best my best adverts on videos I've done so far, it's just literally seeing my wife holding the camera, iPhone, and me just doing it. Um, you know, so uh, it just it makes it more real. You know, and, and people feel like they're in your house that they're getting to know you, and they feel more connected. I think that's that again. You you can't bull, you can't bullshit there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but on the on the more conventional side, you, you did 
do a TV advert um, recently. Mm. Yeah. So how, how, how did how did that work out? Well, let's just say that that had probably been about fifteen of my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still trying to get the dog jobby in. Um, oh, no. <laughs> see if we get it in. I mean, um, it's it's a brilliant uh, brand building exercise, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of us has called action in it. For us, it's worked incredibly well, incredibly well. Right. Um, I mean, we've got some really low cacks, like surprisingly low cacks on that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it works well. But I, it's worked well along with our online um, promotions and stuff. So, you know, building up that brand and, and, and our, our brand, uh, whenever we do TV, we see a huge amount of uh, brand clicks on our Google AdWords and stuff like that. So we can tell it's, it's working. Um, so, but you have to take much more of a holistic view of it, and much more of your um, your cack, but your altogether cack. Well, that's what they do say is that it has an uplift, so that when you do TV ads, the direct sales from the TV ad might be quite low, but you see all your other things, you know, improving. Yeah. And I'd say that's that's definitely what I think I saw when I first did TV. Um, I mean, in some ways, we couldn't really prove it, but then again. We moved from a small business working from home to being quite a big business, so obviously something must have worked. And um... yeah, absolutely, and, I, and we definitely see that. So we we can see it. We can see it through the time of the day when orders come in. So we know that TV adverts. We've got certain parts of the day that we do it. Some days of the week, uh, and we can definitely see an uplift in sales. There's a correlation with it, but we can't. They don't often use the code. They just Google Bella and Duke or whatever you know, rather than following the TV link. Uh, so that's that's the difference, but that's why it's always important to benchmark before you do any TV campaign. Yeah, and, and do things maybe step by step by step by step. Don't try and do everything in one go because you'll not know what's really working. And it's getting even more difficult to you know was that Facebook, was that Google, you know was that Twitter, was that TV, was that newspaper? You know it's getting more and more difficult to track these. Um, albeit, it's, um, you know we've discovered now we've got maybe six or seven touch points before our customer signs up. So the more we get out there, the more we, 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 we get in front of them, the more likely we're going to get that sale. So, so what would be a sort of typical route to, for a customer signing up? Uh, well, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, um, I mean, quite often what will happen is, is you'll hit either our website um, through through TV or uh, direct like um, Google. And then what we'll do is remarket to you. And we find that the remarketing is really, really, really the big thing. So I think the way marketing's changed now is it's it's all about can you get cheap first clicks to your website because mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to make a sale uh, often on your first one if you've got a product like ours, and then it's all in the remarketing and getting that story across yeah. after they've been to the website. Yeah. Yeah, although I suppose also I'm not sure it's something generally people search for. Is it dog food? Because I think... And again, I'm going to admit this isn't my industry, but I think people probably tend to buy the the dog food that they see in the supermarket or they see at, you know, at, at the pet store rather than thinking of buying online. It's changing. And I think lockdown maybe played a bit part of it and maybe accelerated things a little bit. Um, but definitely people are becoming wised up to to getting their, their, their cheaper products just off the shelf. Uh, I think people did come wise in, in mm-hmm. food full stop. And again, I think socials played a massive, mm-hmm. massive role in that. Um, like if you're a vegan it's so easy to find other vegans now, isn't it? Where, how did you find vegans 10 years ago? Well, you went to the vegan restaurant, the vegan cafe. That was the easiest way mm-hmm. to find people. 
Um, so it's it's easier for these groups now to find each other, discuss things, you know, work together, collaborate. So I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Cool. So your main marketing channels then, obviously I know you've mentioned Facebook, Google, TV. Um, is there anything else that you're doing that's working? Well, it's all about the how much your cack is, isn't it, Andrew? Yep. So, you know, certain channels kick in once your cack gets to a certain level. So it's it's whatever your marketing budget is. And, and, and I guess if you know what you've got to do is figure out what the maximum is of that, that channel and the, the cat's going to go in. So, for example, TV, our CAC actually came down. Now, that's not usually the case, but right. our CAC actually went the other way. Uh, and when we spent more money, as you know, mm-hmm. t- it typically goes up, but yeah. not, not, not with TV. It actually went yeah. the other way. So if you increase your budgeting on places like Facebook and Google, you tend to find that your CAC will go up. But our blend, blended CAC was the word I was looking for. Oh, blended. Um, our blended CAC, yeah. the good old blended. Our blended CAC um, actually came down. So um, I think when you're you're looking at your channels, you've got to just treat them as a touch point. So, you know, I've never found, for example, Twitter being a great recruitment channel for us. It sends you a lot of traffic, a lot of but really does it actually convert? I'm not convinced on that. I think it's much more of a, I'm, I'm not sure what Twitter is used for nowadays, yeah. apart from to get rid of presidents. And- <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I have to admit, I, I, I have also, I don't think I've ever got Twitter to work in terms of recruitment either. No, no, I don't think it is. It's, it's not really that. And uh, LinkedIn, funny enough, I mean, what's important when you're doing these channels and, you know, I'll chat and we have a, with our marketing team all the time, you know, people like BrewDog do an amazing job of being disrupting and putting different posts out to, to Joe Blogs. And I think there's a lot of corporate stuff on, on LinkedIn and there's opportunities on LinkedIn to do a better job for many companies. I don't think they do a great job of it. Uh, and that's because it's not spammed at the moment. And I'm not suggesting we go and go out there and suddenly start marketing on, on LinkedIn. But I think there's great opportunities there and their algorithms are still a bit older than how Facebook looked, you know. So you can get a post to rank really well just by getting lots of people liking it. Now you can't get away with that with Facebook anymore, but LinkedIn and stuff like that. So there's little tricks still still around that you can do. Um, but I'm still old school. I still think SEO is really important. And a lot of people don't put enough time and effort in building the SEO. And that's definitely a longer term, but a, a better brand building. Because your point going back to is people don't necessarily search online for dog food. What they are searching on for is solutions to the dog's health. And often they don't, don't correlate the the health of their dog with the dog's what the dog's eating. So when you appear like on the first page for pancreatitis in dogs, and you have one of the most in depth guides to it, you know that you've just converted that customer because they've seen it, they've trusted it, and it's not about raw dog food at that point. It's about what is the problem. Oh, by the way, have you thought about the dog food that you're feeding your dog? And you show them stats, and then you show them customers who have talked about it. You should share them in the Facebook group, and that's the journey that I find works well. It's a bit longer, and you have to play the long game with it. But once you get that long tail working for you, it's phenomenal. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And it, I mean, the other problem you have with you know just being in the auction is that a big company can just come along and spend a lot of money. They, they try, but this again, it's funny because I can't name names, but we've had a, a very big brand who you do know of, who we've spoken about, um, actually requesting not to do brand bidding anymore because it's costing them so much money to bid against us. 
So, you know, again, if you're doing a good job, you can take the big lads on because that window is only so big. Now, if they want to pay 17, 18 times more for your customer, let them waste the money. <laughs> and again, that's that's why I think having a good brand is so important and spend that time and, and building. It. And it's not going to happen in, in, in five months or 10 months and moving away from a commodity kind of driven business. You know, if you're just price driven commodity, it's, it's certainly a race down to the bottom. So you've got to differentiate yourself. And that, again, that's what I find with social. Uh, the, the CEOs really believe in what they're doing can and put a story behind it. Uh, you can really buy into that. And, that. and I think that's that's what works really well online. And I mean, what are your sort of thoughts for the future then, particularly in marketing? Is it just more of the same or have you got any? Um, I mean, we're growing so fast. I mean, we've grown. We're at a 15 million run rate at the moment. That's great. Um, so it's just we're double the size. We went from 22 staff this time last year to 100 staff now. So all this brings challenges with it. Um, lockdowns, I'm sure, has helped, but we haven't seen we haven't seen a change in our cohort, which is really really interesting. So going forward, one of the the, the challenges for us is just to make sure that infrastructure can to, to help us continue to grow is is put into place. So once that's done, and then we'll be scaling up again our marketing and saving more dog, dogs' lives and cats' lives by getting them off cruddy dog food and cat food. So uh, that's that's our goal. Um, we've proved the model worth. They've proven that the uh, the market shares there and uh, the reviews we get for, for our website. And people don't make enough of reviews. I mean, reviews are really, really, really important. Uh, but you've got to proactively go out there because annoyingly, even though customers love you, trying to get them to write about you, nightmare. Courier, late by one day, Jesus, they'll, they'll go everywhere um, and bad it. But that's why you've got to work on, there's, got to, there's so many different parts of the, the jigsaw of the picture. From start to finish, you've got to make sure you're completing and you're, you're focusing on. And sometimes it's spinning plates. Yeah, sometimes you've got, uh, and then back to that one and, and back to that one. Yeah. No, well, it's brilliant. I mean, I have to say, I'm, I'm, and I think the progress you've made has just been absolutely incredible. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot people can learn from you. So, Mark, what is the, the best advice that you've ever been given? I mean, every, every time I move on in my business, I'm always getting mentors, coaches, and that could be online podcasts. And I'm a massive, by the way, a massive, massive advocate of listening to podcasts, especially in social uh, world, because that, yeah. it, it's, it's just changing all the time. So one of my favorite lines was, uh, and I, I use this a lot across the board in my company, is done is better than perfect. Uh, and I think that's so, I mean, I see people really going crazy about trying that. And like half the time they think the stuff that is important, your customers don't and vice versa. So just get out there, make it happen. Keep trying, keep trying. The other thing I remember, and this is going from when I was 18, 19, 20, is to have what most people don't have. You have to do what most people won't do. That that for me is critical as well Is is, you know, you just got to do what most people won't do if you want what they yeah. don't have. Um so if anyone listening wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way of them for them to contact you? Just type in dog jobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Bella and Duke. I mean, um, uh, that, that's probably the best way to just Google Bella and Duke. We should be at the top there if my SEO guys are doing their job. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you know, I've really enjoyed this. So thank you very much. And appropriately enough, this was episode number two, actually. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's the theme right there. Yes. So thank you for joining me, Mark.
No problem um, at all, Andrew. And, um, you know, if you want to know a bit more about um, our marketing app for e-commerce, um, which can help you with segmentation, benchmarking, and email marketing to get your business as successful as Mark's, uh, just search for Machine Labs. Uh, so I'll see you next time on The Joy of Marketing. Thank you.